This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. What will be, will be. Welcome back to You Should Watch. It's a limited series TV recap podcast, and I'm Joe Lipsit, and I'm here with Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, Ray, we have had more false starts trying to get this episode recorded than, I don't know, characters trying to rescue themselves from a falling house in this from season two premiere. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) we needed Donna to come through and save us, Um, but we're here now. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, so folks, we are talking about (laughs) strangers in a strange land. Sheree, let's begin with the bus. What did we think of the bus reveal? I again we didn't know what to expect and so I love that we have people of different ages we also have people Mm -hmm. of different ethnicities and we also get some characters well some characters other half um which Mm. I also was excited by because we're filling in some blanks yeah there were definitely two characters of note and we were discussing this off air before we hit record folks we're not going to be able to tell you most characters names the only one we could really glean was elgin who is the man who has the kind of epileptic seizures that seem to have caused uh the house to cave in on jim (laughs) he's somehow connected and i want to know how because yeah. he wakes up on the bus having a final destination moment. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. But it's too late because already in the town. And so unfortunately, he just throws up and have to pull over at the diner. Yeah, this character is super fascinating. I was really worried that we were just going to have a bus full of random people. And we do get that with a bunch of them, like this bus driver who is frankly a pain in the ass from the yes. word jump. And I'm like, okay, well, I just want mm, 80% of you motherfuckers to die this first night so that we can actually get to the interesting people. Because, yeah, like Elgin either has dreamed of this place or maybe has been here before. I have questions. I want answers. Same. Because, again, the fact that he wakes up, is like, we can't be here and is immediately not about this town, does not want to get off the bus. He knows they're in danger. And I want to know why. Because, again, we have so many mysteries and we added another one. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm living, but I want answers. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that, like, the bus driver is Angela Moore, who I've seen in a lot of other, like, creepy shows. Mm-hmm. And we also have AJ Simmons playing somebody whose name I didn't catch, but he ran into the house and he's still with us at the end of the episode. Is that the guy from Slasher, the last season of Slasher? Yes. 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 And I'm just like, he doesn't just show up to disappear. So he's going to be a moment. Oh, yeah. 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 So we'll get his name soon. <laughs> Yeah, and then we have one other passenger of note uh, who turns out to, of course, be Christy's girlfriend, who we spent a lot of time lamenting that poor Kenny had fallen in love with the town paramedic. And she was like, "Ooh, I kind of want to get out of here so I can go back to my girlfriend because I'm engaged. Lo and behold, guess who shows up? Again, 
Katie can't catch a break, but I am living because I, Mm -hmm. when she started working on people on the bus, I'm like, what are the odds these two medics don't know each other? And (laughs) then they had their mom like, oh, they know each other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a rich tapestry. It's all connected. And it makes me worried for her because, again, we introduced a bunch of new people and this one is going to help us fill in some plot holes on Christy. But mm-hmm. will she be one of the casualties from this bus? Because they're not all they're going to make it, these bus people. Here's the thing. If any of them are going to make it, obviously it's going to be Elgin because he's got secrets and we need to unpack that. But the other safe bet is this girl because she's going to listen to Christy. And Christy's going to be like, we need to get in the diner. It is becoming nightfall. We're about to die. Yes. And I, I'm just, I'm excited because again, there was just so much chaos. There was so much chaos and it all made sense. Um, I don't even know where to go next because again, like you have the bus, you have the tower, you have the storm, you have the house. We have so many things popping off. And also this felt like the first half of a two-part opener. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if when they filmed it, they had that in mind. And then like when the network got it, they were like shenanigans. Cause that's happened with shows before where they're like, no, these two or three episodes were together. (laughs) And the network said no, because I, I love this episode, but it feels unfinished where we leave a lot of people. Mm, Yeah. You know what? I kind of felt the same way. I left it not feeling unsatisfied because from isn't that girl, she, she delivers the goods, but this definitely, was like, oh, I need the next episode right this very minute because this does feel like we're ending things where we've only just started to get going. Like, Boyd spends the entire episode in this fucking well that he ended up tree jumping into at the end of last season, and he gets out in the final moments. Like, that's how little ground we make on some of these storylines. That sent me, especially because he's talking to this voice. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. don't know it's one of these creatures. You don't know you're not climbing right. up to your death. But mm-hmm. also, I guess, like, if you're stuck in the bottom of a well, you're going to gamble. But also the hallucinations, because he saw, like, Ellis at the bottom at one point when he was climbing. And I'm just like, uh-huh. what is this weird little well? <laughs> where, yeah. where is it? And Well, the the preview from like previously on from aka the entirety of season one was very revealing in certain respects because they specifically included that brief little bit where jade the david Alpay character saw his dead friend in like i think it was a crypt in season one and nothing really ever came of that except for the fact that we were just like "Uh, this guy's unreliable but now i'm wondering if these kind of lodestone locations where it's like you can teleport to different parts of town i wonder if they also have hallucinations attached to them or like they activate things that are in your mind same because again like it's It's just mysteries and mysteries and mysteries. It's like a nesting doll of mysteries. And so you get a Mm -hmm. new piece and you have more questions. And it's another reason why I love this puzzle that is this show. I... It's so true because, you know, the minute Boyd gets out of that, I'm like, okay, we're going to get this reveal. Is it going to be a character we know? Is it going to be someone significant? Because I definitely thought, oh, maybe we're going to cast somebody who's like a recognizable face in season two. I could not identify this man But immediately it's like, wait, the person who threw him a rope is chained to a wall. And I don't even know how he would have been able to 
do so and he wants Boyd to kill him. Right? Right? (laughs) I was like, no, uh uh-uh. But like him being chained to a wall explains why he never leaned over to be like, I can see you. But also, Mm -hmm. how did he throw the rope? Who else was in there? Or what else? Did he do it with his mind? (laughs) (laughs) This show is trying to kill me. (laughs) Well, and that's just it, right? You know, you teased me when I was playing catch up and and basically binge watching season one. You were just like, it's really great. So much happens. Good luck trying to keep up because they know exactly what they're doing to you. Like every episode seems designed to make you want to hit play on the next one. Except the problem is, is that the show is fucking week to week. Yes. And I, on one hand, I kind of do miss this appointment TV because now we can like binge anything we want. And so mm-hmm. I do miss being like, I have to have theories and we have to talk about it immediately. But at the same time, it's like, I need to know now. I need to zip through this season and demand another season because <laughs> 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 I want it now. <laughs> yeah, we're very demanding. And you know what? Just based on how this first episode is set up, like it literally begins right after the finale, like no time has passed, which is a little hysterical because Simon Webster, the young actor who plays Ethan, looks at least a year older, but apparently it's two seconds later in the world of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that boy's been eating his Wheaties these last five minutes. (laughs) 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 but yeah i mean like the the show if you think about it has really only taken place over the space of a couple of days right because that's when the baileys ended up crashing their caravan we barely spent any time here so it is kind of bananas in some ways how slow the show is for how much happens in every single episode exactly i was thinking about that the other day and i don't even know if we've been in this town a whole week yet like maybe Mm. two tops Mm -hmm. and to have all of these things happen and have people running off into the woods people like (laughs) turning up in places a bus drives in um Mm -hmm. i'm just like i i don't know what the long game is but like i'm along for the ride and i i want answers and also I need us to do something about, oh, Scott McCord's character, whose name I keep forgetting because he stresses me out. Uh, (laughs) Victor. (laughs) Yes, Victor. Yeah, so that is one of the significant storylines that gets a lot of airplay. It's Tabitha and Victor hiding out in these catacomb tunnels underneath the remnants of their old house. And this was not my favorite storyline if only because it felt like we didn't gain a lot of ground. And also, Tabitha was acting like a fucking idiot. Listen, her and Victor, I wanted them offed. Because, again, <laughs> <laughs> she she came in last season and she's like, I'm a badass bitch. And now she's like, I have to keep asking you questions loudly while you're telling me to shush because they can hear us. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. smarter than this. I know you're smarter than this. Yeah. And then Victor, who has, like, the knowledge is all of a sudden like, I have to have a breakdown right now because it's two mm-hmm. o'clock. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but we did get the cool, they're coming alive and now we have to run, which it just took forever to get there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we could have gotten there quicker. This could have been a post-it note, um, their whole journey <laughs> episode. Yeah, all of the scare stuff, like with the creatures coming alive, even, you know, the the rock sphere bowling out and knocking over this kind of like rock statue thing. It was very unsettling, but 
it took us a whole fucking episode to get there. And still, you know, like we could have started there and that would have been sufficient. I would have preferred that because again, they showed us last season and in this recap, he's like, we have to go. This is where they sleep. We got to run. And so I would have loved them to just be running to wherever it is, as opposed to these like trinkets and more mysteries, but like, it doesn't really add on to the mysteries at the moment yet. I'm sure it'll make sense later. Mm -hmm. And it was just them being like, in case you forgot, you might not like us as characters. (laughs) (laughs) It's infectious. It's rubbing off on other characters. We did like last season. Right. I'm just like, I don't want this. Bring back my old Tabitha. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any guesses on why we were seeing old timey memorabilia? Like at one point Tabitha stops and she finds a suitcase from I think the 40s and it's got a slip of a dress. And that was the thing that seemed to set Victor over the edge as he was seeing these objects, I think from the past. And I couldn't figure out if they were hallucinations or if they were kind of evocative, like meant to antagonize them or even play with them. I'm happy you brought that up because this was the episode where I stopped wondering where people are from and started wondering from when they are. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the people who pull up don't ever try for their cell phone, which especially in a bus full of people. (laughs) Mm. And and so I'm wondering when and where now. And I'm wondering if that was like our big tip off to be like, not everybody's from the same year. Some of them are from different decades. Oh, interesting. Because I've seen a couple of different sci-fi genre shows do that, like most notably the 4400, where there's like 4400 people disappear, but they're from across all of time. And then they all show back up at one point. And they've been kind of like infused with alien technology. And they have special kind of like X-Men skills. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know if I want to go all superpowers, but I, I'm living for the idea that whatever this town is, is snatching people mm-hmm. from different times and different places. Um, right. Because again, aside from the two medics who have this history, because they are clearly girlfriends, like mm-hmm. I can't prove anybody's from the same time or era. Right. So that's something we're going to have to pay attention to next episode when we hear Christy ask her girlfriend, like, how long has she been gone? Because we, we've we talked about how within the world of the show, we don't even think we've been here a week. I want to know, has it been that long for, like now that we can actually verify, how long has Christy been gone for? Because maybe she's only been gone for like a week as well, or maybe it's been like five years. Right, right. Because like she seems shooketh to see her. So like if it was a weekend, I, I don't think that would scan. So mm-hmm. I, some time has had to have passed, but also I feel like it's not been too much, like maybe a month or two, maybe even four. But mm-hmm. I just feel after that, like anybody's significant other is going to be like, they ghosted me and I might never get this mystery. Let me get on with my life. Right. But she's still in it. So like, again, whatever her timeline is, I don't think she's been there as long in the real world as she has been in this world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we end this episode on, again, a couple of cliffhangers. So we've got Boyd with this chained up man who wants him to kill him. We've got Tabitha still hanging around in these tunnels. That's my least kind of meh, who could care about Same. that one. 
Same. <laughs> <laughs> and then most significantly, we've got all the shit that's going down at the bus with Donna and Kenny, where they cannot convince these bus people that they are in danger. It is starting to get dark. And so they shoot out the wheels of the bus and then Kenny fires into the air to try to get people into the diner. So we do get some, but, you know, like we've seen with mass shootings and other things, this also scatters a bunch of people. So not only do we have Jim and a couple of these other people pinned under the house that has collapsed, but now we have people like Fatima and Ellis chasing people who have run off. And it is getting dark, Sheree. I love that those two went after them because I would have been like, you see your friends running, you won't see them again. Everybody in the diner, that's where I'm going to be. Again, I hope they pull it off because I do like both of those characters. Um, mm-hmm. But also, this is a bus full of people and most of them are expendable. Let's be honest, we don't know them. They're not mm-hmm. Woodsboro, as I like to say, since I've seen the new screen. They're not Woodsboro. <laughs> so, They're not core four. Listen, um, and so some of them are not going to make it, which is fine because some of our mains from last season aren't going to make it either because that's this show. This show will kill mm-hmm. anybody, and I respect that. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see if we are more or less comfortable killing our sort of season one cast now that we've introduced at least three to four new series regulars. We should also note that Victor has been up to series regular. So as much as we don't love him, we will be seeing more of him. And it makes sense because he's been in town the longest and he knows stuff when he functions, but still I just, he sends me and it's the, Mm -hmm. it's not that actor. It's the way that character is written. Those kind of characters always send me. (laughs) So yeah. The idiots of all. Yeah. Who's conveniently not helpful, but like knows everything when the plot needs as well. Like pick a lane. That's all I ask. Either always be helpful or always be useless, but don't be like, oh, we're in this like tunnel and we don't know what we're doing down here. So I'm useless now and I have to freak out. You're on your own. It just, it feels hollow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly worried for Victor or Tabitha, if only because they are both series regular, but also because we do have Jade zeroing in on the fact that Victor has been around here for long enough that he will also have answers about what the symbols on uh, the protective rocks and other things are. I'm really happy they gave Jade a purpose early this season as opposed to late in the season like last year because mm-hmm. nobody else was like, Victor knew stuff. Should we go investigate? They were like, mm, Victor's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> but he was like, he might be on to something, kid. Let's go investigate. And I was like, thank you for having a purpose in episode one. Please keep this momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So... I feel like before we talk about our our feelings of how some of these characters are being treated, Jade is always like a good segue to be like, how do we feel about annoying characters on this show? Because part of me felt like, oh, this is just the right amount of Jade. I didn't need to see more of him. He was actually kind of useful. He's still a little bit abrasive, so it's not like they've completely wreck on the character. But um, how are we feeling about other people on the show? <sighs> 
Julie again is on my nerves, and <laughs> we haven't even talked about her yet. Or like, Julie. She, I, I get that she's a teenager, and teenagers are kind of the worst. But like, she is literally just in the way the whole episode. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. stay in the house. She's like, no, and like they have to chase after her, and then they're like, there's people in the bus. We need to help them. She's like, but my dad, and it's like, mm-hmm. you can't help your dad. Um, before and after the house collapses, you can't help him. So can you be useful? She's like, I can't. I'm just like, why? Why is she here? Let them eat her. We eat children on this show. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Julie, we didn't really have much to say about her when we were doing that season one recap. And again, I don't think it's the actress fault. If I remember correctly, I think she was from, oh, not Van Helsing, but the other sci-fi show that had like the really popular lesbian following. Oh, yeah. Anyway, people are yelling at their at their podcast app right now, but um, we'll we'll figure it out for next week. Oh, our course correction for for this episode is that the show is no longer on Epics because Epics doesn't exist. It's now MGM. So cleared that up. Also, you were right. It was Van Helsing. Is it Van Helsing? Okay, because I was like, it's a Canadian sci-fi show for sure. Listen, <laughs> no, I just pulled it up because I'm like, what was it if not Van Helsing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but I mean, I don't mind the idea of the character, but they really just do not seem to know what to do with her. You know, she expressed some slight bisexual or lesbian interest in Fatima, but that doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere. And it's like, the show has a lot of characters. So if they're not doing anything interesting, let's maybe put them on the chopping block. Exactly. Especially because... In order to keep what we've been doing, we have to kill some major characters because, like, those were some of the gags last year. Like, when Father Katri bit it and it was so sudden and so smooth, yes. I was like, no one's safe in this town, which is yeah. why I'm always worried for Harold and, like, the Matthews family. Because I'm just like, no one's safe in this town. You're our leads for today, but no one's <laughs> safe in this town. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love that you're like, I'm worried for Boyd and, and the Matthews family. And I'm like, I'm worried for Kenny and Donna. Same. Because I need them to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kenny. Like when, when the house, when Colony House lights were exploding and that one fat woman got like glass shrapnel in the eye, which P.S. great. Yes. I was just like. I don't know her name, but she seems interesting. I also don't want her to die. Oh, God, what if they killed Donna? <laughs> I love Donna's line while they were, like, taking the glass out of that woman's eye. And she was just like, if you're not bleeding, start burning up a window. Because, again, mm. she's about business. She's like, we have to survive. Get your feelings together after we're safe. And mm-hmm. that's my that's my energy. And so I'm a Donna stan. Yes. Yes. This is a Donna stan account for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Julie, not really doing it for us. Tabitha is acting a bit of an idiot. Any other characters that we're a little bit annoyed with in this premiere? I mean, I think that's it, because everybody else was hustling. Everybody else was involved and engaged and doing something interesting for me. Even Ethan was like, oh, yeah, Victor's room is upstairs. Why do you want to go up there, you little pothead? And I'm like, Victor. (laughs) I mean, Ethan, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Their parallels are starting to make me mix them up because young Victor and young Ethan are very much. Yeah. Yeah. 
they had the same mentality for sure yeah and possibly the same future <laughs> so i think i'm projecting what i think is gonna happen if they don't get out yeah yeah, I don't really know what they're doing with Ethan's character either. Um, you know, this child actor is fine. He's able to sell what they're giving him thus far. But also, he keeps talking about this like it's some kind of fantasy epic quest. Like, oh, Victor has a role to play and he's doing it and we all have our own roles. And I'm like, uh, I'm not really sure. But also, if Elgin is in fact able to like predict things from his dreams then i think it could be interesting to partner him up with ethan and they can like have a kind of fantasy walkabout that would be awesome especially if we don't lean into the it was all a DD game or something like that because mm -hmm. i would feel cheated and ashamed <laughs> <laughs> i would never recover and i would never forgive um <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess the only other thing to talk about before we go into prediction territory is some of the characters that we don't see in this episode. So we do leave a bunch of people in sort of perilous condition, like we're we're hoping that the ghouls don't notice that Jim is under the house. We're just going to cover it with tarps. But we didn't see certain characters. I think because of budgetary reasons, you can't have everybody show up because we've got all these new people on the bus. But we don't see Sarah and we didn't see Tian Chen either. I, because I love Tian, I was sad she wasn't there. But also it made me wonder where Sarah went in the tree and if that's next episode. Because mm -hmm. she was like, get in there, you'll be fine. And he was in that well by himself. And right. Again, she has done a lot of shady things. Like a lot of people have murdered. And so like, if she's our first regular from last season to bite it, that's karma. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I could see them keeping her around for a little bit because we need to get to that lighthouse unless that's where Boyd actually is. And the, the voices also talk to her, including Boyd's dead wife. And so she does mm -hmm. have a purpose. But again, like... Once you get a certain amount of people killed, you can't be trusted. And so I don't know what to do with her if we bring her back to town because she yeah. can't stay with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because even when Boyd was like, we're going to go out into the woods and try to find something. And Ellis saw that she was there. He flipped his shit. Rightfully so. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm predicting that we will see something of Sarah unless she has been horribly mutilated. I'm also predicting that in the next episode, we are going to lose 25% of the people on that bus. Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on the bubble if Angela Moore will make it just because she's been in enough stuff to where like she might have a little bit of plot armor and be protected. She's a name, yeah. Yeah, um, and of course the guy from Slasher whose name just escaped me because why would i need it twice today my brain mm -hmm. said aj simmons that's his name there we go um aj simmons and angela moore are the only two people on the bus aside from elgin and of course christy's girlfriend that right. i think are safe those are the only four my top four if this were drag race those are it mm -hmm. everybody else maybe maybe not the old lady who was dancing she seems fun they might keep her a little a bit longer but like we don't know these other people and that's not good for them right <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And there was another guy who seemed to be a friend of the slasher guy who went to help Jim. And I have a feeling that what we'll do is we'll threaten to kill Jim and then that guy will make noise and he'll be eaten. Oh, yeah. If anybody under the house dies, it's the jacket guy. 
Um, right. And AJ and Jim will have to be like, we heard it and we're traumatized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, maybe one of the people on the bus will be a psychiatrist. <laughs> they need one in this town. Um, yes. Specifically a child psychiatrist, because that's what Victor and Simon could use right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ethan. <laughs> I just, I'm switching back to work between real and fake names now, and that's just right. my journey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any other predictions about where we're going to go next? I I think that our good friend boy is going to get some answers from this person he's probably going to have to shoot. Mm. And I hope those answers make sense because okay. <laughs> I just want I just want one thing to make sense. Again, I'm here for all these riddles, I'm here for all these shenanigans, but I just want an answer to answer something cuz my spirit needs it. Um <laughs> I am stressed and also it feels like the second half of this is waiting for us. And so mm-hmm. it would be nice to have some strings tied or at least a little closer together than we left them at the end of this episode. Yeah, I think we'll start to get that once we can survive the night. I have a feeling it'll be like, bam, a bunch of people getting killed right off the top and then people flipping out. And then we're just going to go to the next day as these people are now on board because they have lived through these events. And then I think Elgin is going to start being like, yeah, I've seen all this before and this is why. I also think one of the fools has to try and like put the diner in danger by opening a door or a window Oof. after they're all in it. Cause you know, they have to, you know, they have to. Or they like open the window trying to let somebody in. And it's like, no, that's one of the fucking things. Right. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Because they don't know. They don't know what these things look like. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, we have to let them in and get mm-hmm. at least a couple people murdered. Um, Because there's always, again, this is why we would not be a colony house. We would have been in our own house because you can't mm-hmm. trust other people. No. <laughs> and I, I'm really worried for Kenny, who I adore. I'm worried for Christy because, again, we just got this new medic. We need two. We've needed at least five the whole time this show's been on. <laughs> but we need two. <laughs> And I'm worried for Donna because I don't want these like dummies to get any of them murdered. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny that neither one of us are like, oh, I'm worried for Alice or Fatima, <laughs> even <laughs> though they're the ones who have run off into the woods looking for people. I, I really hope they come back, too, because I again, I, I think I love almost everybody that survived last season, aside from, of course, Victor and Jade um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Julie most days. Yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> I, I don't want any of those not three to die at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're going to kill a bunch of bus people and that'll be it. I think everybody else will be safe. And that'll be a good second half to this. And then we can like return our stasis and then we could be like, okay, new shenanigans with new people. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a week to find out. But uh, until then, Sheree, if people want to speculate on the future, how would they get in touch? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you, Joe? I am at Beast on my remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, we'll thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. In addition to things like You Should Watch, we've got Bodies of Horror, White Ladies of Crisis, Such Sights to Show, uh, the new sexy and surreal show that Terry and I are doing on David Lynch and David Cronenberg. My God, we've got The Girls and the Boys, like so, so, so many pods on the podcast network now. 
Exactly. And you can also follow this particular podcast at you should underscore watch if you want more of us both at the same time, which why wouldn't you? We're a good time. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will be back next week so that we can talk about season two, episode two, The Kindness of Strangers. But until then, get off the fucking bus. Listen. <laughs> the Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.